Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, you guys. It's your girl, Miss Mouthy. Hey, Lips. Y'all already know what time it is. If you're tuning in, it's your girl, Miss Mouthy, which this is a podcast all about the narratives of trans and non-binary people and the allies that love and support us. And if you are new to this, this is what you have tuned in. So I hope this episode is really great for you. I have some very important people in this episode that I'm excited to sit down with, have a conversation with. I wanted to entitle this episode, Power Over HIV, um, because I did an amazing campaign that we're going to talk about in a few seconds. But over the weekend, your girl has celebrated her birthday, her 35th birthday. I know, I don't look it, but you know, it's a blessing for me to be able to live and breathe at this age because it's the life expectancy for most trans women. So it makes me an honor to still be here, to be able to be producing content, but also giving back to my community. And so why this episode is so significant, because Corktown Health does a lot of amazing work within the community around healthcare, behavioral health, and prevention around HIV. And so I will have my guests introduce themselves and you can bring our online guests in as well. And so everybody, if y'all could just say your name, your pronouns, um, maybe what you do at Quirktown or how long you've been with Quirktown, and we'll start there. All right. Um, hello, hello. My name's Kelly Cousins. I use they, she pronouns, and I am the Preventive Health Services Manager at Quirktown Health. Good. Thank you. And my name is Drake. I use he, him pronouns. Um, I have been with Corktown for four and a half years, and um, I've been in the prevention program for the last two and a half, and I'm now the associate manager for preventive health. Okay, good. And all the way from New York. Hey. <laughs> What's going on? So my name is Kaywan. Um, some people may know me as Chaos. My pronouns are whatever the vibe is, whatever you're feeling like, because I can be many, many things. <laughs> okay. I've been with Corktown for about four months now, and I'm a consulting for Corktown. I'm working on this campaign, Power Over HIV, which I'm so excited about. I've been getting pictures, and it's been crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. And so over at Corktown, I'm a consultant as well. I do the Breaking Barrier program. And one thing it's big on is career placement with trans women of color here in Detroit. And so it's been a really great. We just ended our first round and graduation was great. I'm proud of the ladies. Yeah. Like they're doing good things over there. So um, what is everybody up to? I know you came on Chaos um, months ago. <laughs> And how's New York been? How's everything? I've been watching you. So what's new? Oh, my God. New York is extremely busy. It's everything that you think that it is. Um, okay. It is the place of dreams. It is extremely busy, as I said. So I'm with two um, internships. So I work with Music Exclusive and Slate TV. So I'm always like on the go. Of course, I still work in public health. I work for Housing Works. We just had an amazing Kiki Ball. Nice. 51 people showed up and so new york is you know learning me as far as public health is concerned right. and i know the last time i was on your show i gave you a bottle of lube and yes. that's like my soft launch for my lubrication and so now all of my products are here in new york city everything's here and so i'm getting ready to do a photo shoot tomorrow to do the underwear and the lubrication so the sex right. line is going so it's just really really busy and crazy and but i'm happy i love new york it's i'm so glad that things are really taking off for you that's very inspiring 
And happy birthday to you. You look Thank so you. good. Thank like, you know, I follow you too. So I'm Thank looking, you. I'm like, she looking, she got this shirt yeah. in the gold and the black and the red. Yeah, la, 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 Rico. Yeah. I love it. Um, so the the biggest thing that was on my mind while doing this whole process was how did the campaign come about? Like, mm-hmm. how did Power Over HIV come about? Well, that's the brainchild of this one. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, it's good. Um, I, for a long time, have not been very happy about the way that messaging around sexual health has happened. Yes. Um, it has been, you know, often sex negative, um, often, you know, shaming, not status neutral, um, and not very inclusive um, of different the different people. And so I wanted to do something that was a little bit different. And I was taking sort of my personal experiences, um, both some, as somebody who's been on prep for eight years now, mm-hmm. um, and as somebody who's working with patients who are, you know, I'm helping them to navigate that whole process of getting onto and staying on prep and the stories that they were telling me about their experiences right. with it. Um, and so, you know, so often we talk about sexual health and this idea of responsibility um, that, you know, it's, it's all about personal responsibility and taking and, and all of that. But we really don't talk much about empowerment. And that Mm -hmm. was really what this was about. It was Mm -hmm. about creating a sex positive message, creating one that was inclusive, creating one that was less, that was much more focused on that idea of empowerment. I love that. I love that. Yes. And Miss Mousy did a (laughs) video, which I have memorized the words to. Like literally the first, no, the third time I watched it, I already had the (laughs) words memorized. And we were watching it together and it's on my phone and I'm going, that's power over <laughs> baby. And she's like, did you memorize yeah. I'm like, yes. And and it was all her words. And it was all about mm-hmm. exactly what Drake was talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. That power. Yeah. Like, that was the first time for me to be able to have a conversation and somebody, like, allowed me to talk about my sexual, like, health. Right? Like, people make all these assumptions depending on your identity, the practices that you do with sex. But nobody really asks, like, what's important for you? How? So we got one more guest joining us in the studio. Please come. Yes, introduce yourself. Let the people know your pronouns. Um, and this, um, we're talking right now about the start of Power Over HIV. And so just let people know who you are, special guest. Hi, I'm Rocky Rodell. How's everybody going? Okay. Okay, good. And right your pronoun? The, yeah, right down the barrel of that microphone. Yeah. Yep. Sir. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> good. You sound amazing. I gotta say. Okay, good. So yeah, that was the thing. Cause I feel like as a trans woman, oftentimes we get left out the conversation oh. of like having that right, not only over our bodies, but the practice mm-hmm. in which we do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, when Chaos had approached me about the situation, I was in, I was in the club. Okay, I was in the club, and I'm like, I was, oh my god, we were in the club. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, talk to me later. But yeah, I, I'm here for it. But I'm so honored and so glad to be a part of this campaign. Yeah, and then you on the bill, both y'all on the billboard. Yeah, yeah. billboard, buddy. Okay, K one's on the bus. Okay, <laughs> I mean, it's y'all all over detroit just talking about oh, birthday no. balloons just going around <laughs> it's still my birthday y'all I'm still, thank you thank you it's an honor um so when i watched your video let me say this i felt like you were so authentic mm. to just being real about mm-hmm. all the shit that we face in the community while having sex but nobody kind of be honest enough to say it so if you want to recap to people kind of what what's in sparked that that delivery in your video for folks 
to be honest, I'm a shy person. So okay. chaos was just basically like, you know, I'm like, can I just, you know, be myself? Like, mm-hmm. you know, tell my real, you know, story. And that's basically what I was just given is like, you know, I travel a lot. I go to gay bars, so I travel a lot. And me going to bars, I see a lot of guys. And, right. You know, it gotta happen, <laughs> and, and so that's the thing too. Let's let's do an icebreaker only because I feel like when people get in one room and we talk about sex, it kind of be like, oh, no, 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 no. So <laughs> not that you know. Yeah, we talk. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. okay, period. All right, well, good. Because me and Chaos, I feel like he be my my. I bounce off his energy, and I'm like, yeah. So what happens? <laughs> no, no, no. Talking about okay. sex is what I do all day long. It's my favorite part. Okay. Of the job. Okay. Oh, the icebreaker. If you, if your personality or your sexual appetite was a position, what position would you be and why? Oh, Lord. Miss <laughs> mm. <laughs> Mouthy's not shy. Everybody. Not at no, all. No. At 35, I can't be shy no more, y'all. Like, look, <laughs> done and all, seen and all, been and all. Mm-mm. Repeat the question. <laughs> if your personality or your sexual appetite was a position, what position would you be and why? Chaos, come on, take us off. What, what All right, so I'm in a relationship. Hey, congratulations! Hey. Congratulations! Go ahead. So I'm in a relationship and my boyfriend has been really super supportive and like just there. I feel like I would have to be right now in a submissive position. I think I would be doggy style right now because I just want to let him do his thing and use me. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Type thing. For it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you, you, you Do said, I gotta talk? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. No. So um I guess I would be to the side just because I'm a Gemini, so I'm iffy sometimes. Sometimes I like want to see his face and be intimate, but for the most part, it's like really not a, I don't know. I'm so disengaged with sex now because I feel like Mm-hmm. Men in today's society is oftentimes sex like selfish when it comes to like pleasing me. So it's just like, let me just turn to the side, mm-hmm. give you this little one two, and that's that on that. <laughs> okay, well, so for me right now, I'm not in a relationship. Okay. So, like Kay, I said, besides, it wouldn't be me. <laughs> okay. But the person that way, yes, that definitely would be what I would be digging. Oh, okay. If I was in a relationship, it would be more probably like legs up. Missionary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Face. I love, I love my people. So I'm in a few relationships. Yes! Because um, I'm, <laughs> I'm Polly. Um, okay. But I would say <laughs> uh, on my back in a sling at mm. the bathhouse. Yes. And I just have to compliment your shirt. I love it. Yes. Yeah. This is one of my favorite. It's my second favorite. My favorite is actually my other prep shirt. Okay. Um, it says it's you know prep, but it says personally responsible, empowered pleasure. Mm, and this is this that. is my second favorite. I love that. <laughs> um, so getting into the conversation. Wait, I didn't no, oh, I'm so sorry. Why are you so I'm sorry. Doing? Like, See, that's what happened when you should have went where you should have went. No, <laughs> no, but you smacked. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So I am newly out of a relationship. Okay. Okay. And I'm pansexual yes. and I like all the things. All so the I things. would just be any way I can get it all over the place, everywhere. Okay. <laughs> all the places. Okay. I'm yes. here for Back it. And, and the reason why I asked that question is because I don't know how empowered, well, 
maybe now it's empowering, but at what point did it take in your sexual health or history? Did you become empowered enough to say like, hey, this is what I enjoy. This is how comfortable I am. Ooh, yeah. Story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So me personally, I never ever, um, I feel like your business is your business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go by saying like they're I guess the top is just like the biggest thing. So everybody's yeah. like, I'm a top. I'm, I'm a top, top. I'm a top. So um me personally, I do me. And okay. if I'm in a relationship, me and my partner is gonna be doing whatever me and my partner is gonna do. Right, right, right. Outside of a relationship, no, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm just bent over, like, oh, you know. Yeah. But in a relationship. Whatever my partner want to do, me and my partner is going to do. Mm, interesting concept. So I got to have that like emotional vulnerability to it. Yes. Okay. For me to be able to like talk about sex took a long time because I grew up in a conservative family. Okay. And then uh, my first experience of sex was I was raped. Mm, that's so sorry. Yeah. So I mean, deep, deep <laughs> trigger warning. Like yes. deep subject. I gotta get better Ooh. with that. I gotta start giving out but trigger warnings. Like yeah, you know. <laughs> but oftentimes in the beginning, I'm gonna start doing that. What about you, Chaos? When is the first time? Like, how do I have the conversation around sex with a partner? Yeah, or just feeling comfortable with like what you prefer or preference. Um, I think it has a lot to do with my mom. I've always felt liberated with sex. And so I feel like as comfortable as I am, hopefully that translates over to the person. Um, if not, I'm always going to control this. I'm going to work my set. I'm going to control the set. So either you get in or you get out. Yes. Like this will be doing or you don't want to do it. I, I can call somebody else. Is everything okay? Like type things. Okay. Uh, for me, it was really, I would say, college time. Um, you know, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 19 and a half. Okay. Um, you and then I, about me. <laughs> then, I, then I made up for lost time. Uh, <laughs> and, I, you know, I spent college having a whole lot of sex. Um, and, you know, I was also, you know, running our LGBT organization there. Um, so we were talking about safer sex, and I've kind of always since then. Um and it, it, you know, once I got involved in the leather community, it got a little more comfortable and and things like that. And, and you know, it's still something that that continues to evolve over time because we always find new and interesting ways to get off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, and and some of them we have to deal with shame initially, and we have to work through, and all of those kinds of things. Yeah, the the reality is, I still struggle with like talking to partners about what it is I want and negotiating certain things. Oh. Um, yeah, because. Some guys want things that I'm not willing to like want to do or the per the certain parts of myself that I want to save for somebody special that I have not built that relationship with. I'm like, no, nah, I really don't want to give you here because that's not you're not special enough for that. Like, it's mm. not what I want to do for you. But when we come to the hi, how are you, Alfredo? Hey. It's so Shout out to everybody who is tuned Hello. in. Yes. Don't be afraid to ask questions and let us know. We are so thankful that y'all joining us in this conversation. So when we talk about the word HIV, how oftentimes do y'all either feel the stigma or have experienced the stigma when that word comes up? Mm. I mean, the stigma is for real. It's real. It's real. It's so real. And, you know, I don't talk like I'm, I, we, we do status neutral all the time and mm. I don't talk like I'm positive or negative ever. So people oftentimes assume mm -hmm. one way or the other and mm -hmm. I can let them assume I don't care because I'm confident in who I am yes. but 
I can feel that stigma. And mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why we are we're doing this campaign, yes. because we want people to know that, you know, you test whether you're positive, you're negative, you live in your life yeah. and you can live it beautifully and wonderfully. And we're here to help. Yeah. I think the biggest thing um, why I feel like I'm starting to normalize the conversation on Mouthy oftentimes when I talk about HIV, it's because you I feel like I hold a certain privilege to be able to let people, like you said, think whatever they want yeah. about me. But it also, I see how the stigma impacts people that I love mm -hmm. that is living with HIV, you know? Yeah. So I just always be like, no, not that one. Mm -hmm. I don't care how you might feel about the um, situation, but you have to have some level of respect when you talk about people's bodies and lives in general. And sometimes I feel like we've lost that in humanity. Yeah, I think um, when it comes to stigma, I think that it's really important to address the conversation when being had. So when we're talking about stigma and someone says something that's negative, a lot of times they're not knowledgeable around HIV. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's important for us, I think, that people who are knowledgeable around it to get into the conversation. Hey, well, what, what made you say that? And yeah. start to educate, let them know what's going on. I think that's why this, well, I know that that's why this um, campaign was so important because it's like having control and having power over HIV. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, because like mouthy moment, like with you growing up with you on the scene was really impactful to see how educated you were when it came to HIV and prevention and just like getting the um, youth involved in a way that like we can relate to it, but also make it fun while learning. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But what I think it was, was it empowerment that you used to be at when you used to be out here in the community and really doing that work? Because I feel like your HIV work goes far beyond like how you like talk about it like you've been in the game doing this prevention work for a very long time yeah um i started off i i made a video about hiv because i seen a pandora commercial and they were trying to get people to get tested and I, it was really dark it was really scary right and i was like that's not the way we want to do it um mm -hmm. i did a video about that and then i started working at unified and then i became unified, a yes. yeah i was at with unified that's how i met kelly just, you know, just getting more education, then I became ambassador for the CDC. And I all, but I've always had my own spin, my own style on how I wanted to educate because I never felt like it should be, well, don't have sex though. Like don't yeah, have sex. That's unreal. I always wanted it to be like, know your status, know that you can be healthy, know that, you know, HIV is more manageable than diabetes is. A lot of people don't know yeah. that. Um, and I will have you know, I have stigma, right? Mm -hmm. In New York, it is totally different the conversation is so different when it comes to um sex when you're having sex it's more of like are you undetectable or are you on prep it's not even yeah. it's like whoa so we're here wow. like yeah. straight like that yeah. it's, it's really like that wow. i love that i love that because yeah. i have noticed stuff like that like even when you think about like attractionality visibility and now stigma shows up depending on where you're located I mean, we're asking people out mm -hmm. here, have you ever heard of PrEP? And most people are saying no. I mm -hmm. mean, yeah. that, that is mind blowing to yeah. me that that at this point, what, 12 years in? 10, 10 it's years not, in? It's not mind blowing because um, PrEP was targeted for a white audience. Yeah. So depending on who you're asking, it was targeted for white men, they're knowledgeable around it and they know how to get it. They know the mm -hmm. resources to find it. So when we speak to people of color, they're not yeah. so you know knowledgeable around it because it wasn't really, directed for them wasn't targeted for them but this no. campaign is targeted especially for them ah, yeah. yeah yes and like even when like people have seen the billboard this is how stigma show up the first okay. thing i didn't had eight 
like exes and fling say like are yeah are you positive and i'm just like what if i were yeah i was like have you heard of prep i just switch it to have you heard of prep okay um and then they'd be like no nah, what's that and then we start the conversation on yeah you know because it's not about that because we didn't already did what we do let's be clear because in that moment you wasn't thinking about that but i want to give you an option to be able to talk to your doctor to talk to your provider and have real conversations because if we didn't have that in the bedroom i think asking me this at this point how can we get you yeah like how can we get you in here and we can normalize the fun time after you feel empowered mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so what has been um I guess the most challenging thing for you two being out in the community at this point to do prevention and get people engaged, especially in this campaign. Mm -hmm. I, I, <laughs> I, the thing that's most difficult is is um, for, for me is just the amount of work that is involved. Okay. Honestly, and yeah. and you know it's still right now it's it's just the two of us mm -hmm. um, in terms of publication and everything. And then we were able to bring all these other folks in in terms and, and being able to get local people and, and to tell their stories. Yes. You know, until until we, you know, for, for the first year that we were running this, it was just me <laughs> creating stuff using stock images. Okay. And, you know, I was certainly telling stories that I was hearing from the patients I was working with who are very diverse, but it was still my words. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what was really exciting about taking it to the next step is being able to get other people using their words and and capturing all those different different ideas and different experiences that way yeah and y'all had a good variety of like representation yeah. from like having a couple having mm -hmm. trans women of color having men but what was what were some of the challenges that you felt when prevention and things i think you know just getting the word out there and doing it with you know teeny tiny budgets mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's real funders pay attention funders <laughs> and 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 or, getting or no budget, or no budget at all yeah and and getting really like uh creative with it and then trying to make sure that the people that you know you're working with are getting their due making sure that when we finally um we're, we did get a little bit of money to do this, right. obviously, that we're advocating to to use the right people, the people who need to be doing this work. And now we finally, you know, through a lot of this work, we finally got more money through CDC yes, yes. and we're hiring people and somebody that we're really excited about starts on <laughs> starts on Tuesday. Um, and but we couldn't do all of that. And I, I mean, and that talks about capacity that talks about, you know, also just you can only be so diverse between two people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's true. And, and I'm I'm me, Drake's Drake. And we, 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 we get burned. <laughs> we get burned out too with doing this work. Yeah, that's a, that's a real out. thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All of that. And you brought up a good point. It's like, when I think of funding, right, they always want to gear it to HIV work. Um, but it's also these small budgets and like everybody competing for this money. Yeah. And then it'd be hard. Like, how do you expect everybody to like change their programming to center this population? But then when we do it, now you're giving us like not enough money to be able to supply the demand, you know? Especially in prevention um, because of the way that funding works. Um, you know, money for, for example, Ryan White can only yes. be used 
to support folks living with HIV. Mm -hmm. um, and there is certainly some prevention work to be done there because obviously U equals U. Yes. Um, and, you know, we have access to, you know, condoms work for everybody. Um, but when it comes to prevention specific stuff, those actually have to be funded separately. And so it's a very different sort of situation. Um, and prevention is upstream thinking. Like, and and like why are we not thinking more upstream to end this epidemic like i yeah. guess that's where i'm at at this point like we're putting so little dollars up here yeah so um and i wanted to talk to y'all too because y'all do y'all are big influences in the ballroom community yeah. how does um because i know that be imperative too so when you have influential people that talk about hiv how have y'all been able to see that show up in the ballroom community You want to take it, Rocky? Okay. Ahead, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always going to be in the ballroom community. It's always showing up in the ballroom community. And I, when we had a conversation, me, Drake, um, Kelly, and Valentina, we talked about, you know, who do we want to target in this? And I immediately was like the ballroom scene because the ballroom scene is impacted by HIV heavily. And I knew that with representation, people in the ballroom scene would be able to get the message out. Right now, ballroom is mainstream. So we have Legendary, we have Pose, and Pose was like a great representation of what HIV used to look like, mm -hmm. but it still impacts the community. And with them having such large followers, I just imagine I'm saying, well, we get people from different houses to come and do this, to come and do this campaign. Their whole houses will see it and all of their houses will mm -hmm. share it. And then we can have that conversation, be it uncomfortable, be it, oh girl, they just doing something to get the coin. The conversation is being had. So it's always, a face in ballroom. Even if one day we get a cure, well, uh, HIV has impacted ballroom heavily. Yes. So, you know, it was, it, was, it was just fitting. Yeah. Okay. I definitely feel like it was fitting. Because, um, of course, just like I say, a lot of people go out and a lot of people have fun at balls mm -hmm. and a lot of people leave them balls and they want to have more fun. <laughs> like, so it just was a good thing. Um, a lot of people definitely had hit me up and was like, oh, my God, I seen you on yeah, that campaign. Yeah. Like, so it probably, you know, make them look more into it. Like, oh, let me see what was going on. What made him do that? Or, you mm -hmm. know, like, so. Yeah. And even, like, the faces that don't we don't, like, get to interact that often exactly. with, you know, it brought people together. And shout outs to Quirk Town just for being progressive, because I you can tell how organization believes in the community where they put their money. They didn't they didn't invest it in Miss Mouthy. They didn't also put trans women in leadership to be able to do the name Jane Clinic, a um career coaching program, the prevention. So you see all these different ways that they're trying to be innovative. And I just love that. So y'all recently went to Chicago. Can y'all talk to, a little bit about Chicago? Yes. Oh, I wish we would have brought the I know the trophy, the trophy, the trophy, right the trophy would have been right here. Somebody was just telling me they're having something in Chicago this weekend for something like IML. That. It's the biggest leather event in the world. Oh, tell me more. I'm like, I'm really <laughs> well, we went to Chicago two, three, I don't know, time warp a few weeks ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Drake was able to present on the campaign and the whole amalgamation of the campaign yes. and all the things that we're doing and shouted out the ballroom community yes. um <laughs> and we hey aubrey won second place yes oh. nationally yeah that's a big thing that's, that's huge, huge. yes for our tiny little court town <laughs> <laughs> for now but you have to start somewhere i think that's the important part is that once you get the people 
in the right places and y'all know where to focus your energies and efforts, then you start to see this big ripple of change. And like, we're gearing up to pride now, more people are gonna be outside. So um, I've also seen with this campaign, let people know about healthy preventative measures that they can take with like the home deliveries and things that y'all have available. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, so we I mean, we have a couple of options um, okay. for folks at home. One, um, we offer uh, free HIV test kits by mail. They're uh, they're the um, the OraQuick kit, okay. um, and so people can actually just go into the website, the Power Over HIV website, um, and there are buttons there they can click and, and fill out the information. PowerOverHIV.com. Um, <laughs> power That's PowerOverHIV, baby. Power. Over <laughs> HIV. Um, yeah, and so they, you know, they fill out sort of the basic information that I have to collect, and and you know, they're able to select whether they want them done confidentially or anonymously. Okay. Um, because that's very important to me in particular. I know how you know we we are all in part of a you know vulnerable community, and and we have concerns about information about that kind of stuff. Um, so it's very important to me that we have that option. Um, but then they and, and you know you don't even have to use your real name. I just need put something in there. I need a real address because I got to send it somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then uh, basically I will send out the kit to you. Um, and then you know you can actually do it guided or unguided. So if you need help with that, I can do a telehealth appointment on video. You know, Zoom, any whatever whichever one is works for you. And I can I can actually guide you through that process. I just got one question. Just because mm -hmm. we do service such a um, marginalized community and. Homelessness is at a mm -hmm. um, all time yeah. high. Is there any alternative to if a person don't have a home address or some way? Yeah. So we actually there's a, there's a number of different ways. The 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 at home request is, is just for mail. Um, but we actually okay. do we do testing on site, so okay. anybody can come in, and that is done at no charge. Um, so we do, and it is a rapid test. It's the, the ones we do on site are not the oral; they're a little bit newer. Um, they're the fourth generation tests, so they they actually give us a earlier detection. Okay. Um, um, you know, everything has a little bit of a trade-off. Um, the the at-home tests are what we call a third-generation test, so they have a little bit larger window period of 30 days. Okay. The ones that we can do on site are actually only two weeks, so we can detect a little bit sooner with the ones we okay. do on site. So absolutely, anybody can come in. We even have a lot of resources. We can we can tr get people to the clinic if they don't have transportation, yeah. um, things like That's that. Great. And then we go out into the community and actually do on off off of our site testing as well. Yeah. And nice. we've had there, there was a there was a question in the comments. Yes, what's the I, question? It's really good. Um, what about the deaf and hard of hearing communities? Okay. I love that. Is that is it, Gabrielle? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I love that question. Um, I am part of Detroit Disability Power and because I myself am a dis disabled individual. And so I love that question. And we are working really hard to make all of our services as accessible as possible. Um, so if there were someone who needed in the deaf, deaf or hard of hearing community, we can work with them. I know that Zoom has different um, um, th accessibility things okay. that we can push to make sure that we can um, have like those, the captions and stuff at the bottom and, and all of that. But we want to be as accessible as possible. And if anybody has any extra, um, we've been looking into different ways for all the different disabilities and stuff like that to make sure that we're accessible. But um, if you have suggestions, please, please, please reach out and let us know. Um, and back to the homeless um, community as well. 
Um, we've had oh, people who just houseless. houseless. Um, we've, we have people who just, uh, you know, we send it to a PO box or we send it to a friend's house or we send mm -hmm. it to, uh, a organization that they frequent often with their name on it. And so we'll send it anywhere y'all. It's just important that you know your status. Yeah. yeah. And we do have, I mean, we also have access to interpretation services too. Um, yes. it does take a little bit of, um, pre-arrangement. I need to, you know, we need to be able to, cause we don't, we don't. We have very limited abilities to um, to do translation, and whether that's ASL or for or other languages, um, on site all the time. But we do have the ability to bring in somebody who can do that while we're walking through that process as well. Okay. And while y'all was talking, I had to just make sure we had captions so people can be engaged as it's so yes, caption for accessibility. Yeah. These are the conversations that I want to be able to have so we can know how people, we don't never want to miss anybody, especially mm -hmm. in prevention. You never want to like leave somebody out because of transportation or housing or those type of things. And that's why I love that Cortana is like thinking outside of the box and bringing all these nuances on. So yeah. And you can get condoms in the mail, yep. lube in the mail, just go oh, to wow. poweroverhiv.com all for free. <laughs> yeah, for free. We like, I like free. I like free. <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> and speaking really of balls, though, we're going to be at the um, parental advisory ball on June 18th. Nice. That's going to be up in, okay. in Detroit, which we're really excited. You're going to be there? I don't yeah, know. You're going to be there. there. You, know, yeah. you know what? I would actually stay up for that because I'm a grandma, and that's the biggest reason why me <laughs> and like. Come with me? Yeah, I will I if I stay yeah. up and really just be like, okay, it's a bar. Because I'd be like, I'm so tired. Yeah. And we are putting like some of y'all's faces huge, bringing them to it, everything. <laughs> it's going to be great. Okay, period. I'm here for it. So, yes. <laughs> Rocky be like, oh, Lord. Yeah, if y'all see me sleep over in the corner, just be like, girl, get up. <laughs> um, But I think it's really important that like y'all teams grow and things like that. Is there any opportunities for employment at Corktown at the current moment? And if so, how can people apply? Yes, there are a lot of opportunities for employment. Um, so if you go to corktownhealth.org um, and then click on careers, there are a bunch of different um, openings. We've got a few in case management. Um, we are looking for one more prevention specialist. Okay. So come on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see them eyeballs. Come yeah, on. come on, apply, <laughs> apply. And and thank you, Julissa Perez Spaniel. <laughs> yes. If, and um, yeah, so so corktownhealth.org. And so chaos. What things do you have brewing up and going on in New York? And what are you excited for? Um, as I said, I'm super excited about my sex line because it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice. So I'm super excited about that. Tell um, the people I the name again. Yeah, um, you can go check out my website, redlightsociety.shop. Um, I have silk-based lube, silicone lube. I have some sexy underwear. Um, the photo shoot is tomorrow, so we're just, like, brainstorming ideas. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I'm getting ready to come to Chicago for House Lives Matter. So I'll be in Chicago next weekend, and the conversation is being had to see if I'll be at that ball, too. Um, in Detroit because that is CJ's ball and then it's my house father. So I'm trying to see like if we can make it work. Um, and yeah, make it work. Cause it's like um, with these internships, you never know if you're going to be interviews here. It's not like they're scheduled. You just get a call like, hey, are you available? Okay. So it's crazy, but I love it. So that's what we're doing right now. We're branding, we're branding. And of course my YouTube is up and my 
um, podcast is up too, and Power of HIV is definitely being talked about and sponsoring. Mm. So I'm excited about that. Yes, excited. Um, what about y'all? Like, what things outside of the bar do y'all have coming up? <laughs> uh, I mean, this is this is Pride Month coming up, so yeah. we have it's about all to be busy. Things, yeah, all y'all, the things yeah. coming up. Okay. Well, I want in yeah, on whatever y'all doing. I think I got an email about. Yeah, yeah. I think I yeah. yeah. You want to come? Yeah. I want to in. all the things. Yes. Show only. If you there, I'm there. Period. <laughs> We're gonna be up in that thing. Period. And you not falling asleep. Not. Not fall asleep, okay, right? I'm not, please just have me on like what do you mean Red Bull or something? Because Kelly did it. She took a nap and then I she did not take a nap. Oh, well, oh, I took a nap before. Nap? Yeah. Yes, you take a nap before the ball. Know, we oh. pretty much age me. I'm okay. assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. <laughs> so what is calling for? Because y'all know I love looks. Baller. Yeah. And I, and I um, you can you can look on Facebook. Yeah. They have a um event page for parental okay. advice. You can go to um definitely CJ Wolfolk. Um, you can go to his Facebook page, Jay Dior's, Kendall Jones. It's like all of the fathers of Detroit came together to throw this boss. You can go on any one of their pages okay. and check it out. That makes me excited. So yeah. one thing I love to do on Mouthy is to leave our audience with pearls of wisdom because mm -hmm. it's really important. And especially mm -hmm. when we talk about prevention in HIV, you know, sometimes we deal with the youth that might be so young mm -hmm. that may now have their status. And you know that that thing comes in. I don't know what to call it, but they give up that hopelessness. That's what mm -hmm. I call it. And sometimes it makes people want to give up. But with all the things that we have going, what things would you say to a youth who may be experiencing that? So I have a little story. I got a, I, my cousin. So when I first came out, like, you know, come out to the world, you know, everybody wants you or all that. So I had a cousin who was out before me and yeah, he was like, you know, I'm not going to say talking down, but you know how a person be like, okay, well don't mess with him because he, yeah. so he had told me that. And you know, that day it was just like, you know, he didn't see me talking to him, but then he started seeing me talking to him and he was just like wondering like, why? Like, and I'm like, you know, they don't have anything to do with me. Like, not even saying that like it doesn't have anything to do with me, but it's just like, why not? Why why can't we be friends? That won't be the thing that stopped that, me from talking exactly, to a person. Yeah. Exactly. And the boy liked me, of course, and we chatted. We used to chat all the time. Like, I never made it seem like, oh, I didn't like you or I wouldn't like you because of a reason like yeah, that. Yeah, breaking them saying. barriers. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That stigma. Yeah. One thing I would say to a youth that um I, I, I say this every week and I'm kind of tired of hearing myself say, but it's so real, like it's a practice. Um, having grace and having grace, I think sometimes when people get their diagnosis, they feel like, well, if I wouldn't have had sex or they get self-loading and they blame mm. themselves and like, you know, sex is a natural thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing yeah. when it's done, you know, in the way that in that moment, if that's what you wanted to do and you felt safe, you know, safety is the biggest thing with sex with me. So I would say, don't be so hard on yourself with feeling that this was something that you put on yourself. It is something that you now, a new way of learning how to live in your life. It's a new, it's a new level and an identifier for yourself, but it doesn't have to be your, your all, end all be all. Cause sometimes I do that with my transness. I have to sometimes be like, you're still human. Like don't mm. keep riding from the trans land all mm. the time. And you we know, all make mistakes. Yeah. You know, and, 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 I just love where 
medicine is and where science is to even give people these types of hopes, you know? I mean, because of U equals U, for those of you who don't know what U equals U is, it's yes. undetectable equals untransmittable. Um, because of U equals U, HIV is another chronic disease. So I have multiple chronic diseases. Mm -hmm. I take my medicine every single day. I'm able to continue to li live. Sometimes I forget to take my medicine and I got some issues. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to keep on living. And that's where HIV is at right now. It's yeah. another chronic disease. And I think like hearing that, knowing that, and the thing is, is, you know, hearing that now is important. So yes, hearing it, you know, after you're diagnosed is also important, but hearing it now and reducing that stigma and understanding that it's just another chronic disease. We, we moving on with our yeah. life. We, we live in our life. We, we're, we can still be as big and as us as we ever were, mm -hmm. no matter our status. Yeah. Uh, well, two things, I think. One, I mean, actually to, to queer youth in general, but also to people yeah. with HIV is that you're not alone. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, we've had, you know, queer people and, and all of our experiences um, throughout history and it's gotten better, it's gotten worse at different times. And, and I know at least, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> A lady of a certain age um but you know for me i was when, when i came out i was the only person in my school that came out i know that's not necessarily the case I and mean, there's a lot more people who are able to be more visible younger um but i think in a lot of places there is still very much isolation um but also when we're talking about hiv i think it's really that the message that we have with this campaign is yeah. that is that you have regardless of your status um you have the power to um make your own decisions and and take control over your sexual health mm. um and certainly there are there are barriers we all have in different all of us have different situations yeah. um it's more easy or more difficult for certain people um but there are now options beyond just condoms and abstinence yeah. um and and for both you know for people living with hiv for people who are not um and and it's just a matter of finding that access and and finding somebody who can help you get access if you need that help yeah. Claiming your power. Chaos. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I love what you said about grace. I think mm -hmm. it's really important to have grace with yourself because um, HIV or any STIs mm -hmm. are associated with sex. There's shame around sex already. So then there's also shame around the virus. And so with having grace with yourself is super important. And I think we always gear it towards youth, but there's always people who are being diagnosed who's an adult. And yeah, I think it's so when we talk about having power over HIV, it's really having power over yourself and taking responsibility for yourself. You know, it's all about self-care to me. I've always looked at this as self-care. So if you if your allergies were acting up, you would go and get some. Yeah. Oh, uh, you wouldn't think twice about it. You wouldn't think twice about it because there is no stigma. There's no shame associated with it because you want to take care of yourself. You want to feel better. So if you just control your mind and understand the power of your mind and think of it in that way, like, well, I'm just, you know, if I, I got HIV, all right, you know, leave me a second. I can live. I can, oh, it's not 1985. Oh, I'm good. Okay. okay. Right, cool. Think about it like that and control your mind and take care of yourself because you're responsible for you. Mm. That's what I got. And say. there's people out here to help you. Yeah. Too, yeah. Because we we're here. Mm -hmm. All all of us in this room. Yeah. Seriously. All of us in any kind of way, we're here to help you, whether that's 
because we work in the in the field or we're here to talk or connect you or whatever like we're mm-hmm. here we're here for it yeah we're here for it i think it's really cool that that you guys are saying y'all are here for it because back like a long time ago you know it wasn't a good thing yeah. like or mm-hmm. it was always a talk about down thing mm-hmm. like not saying mm-hmm. that we should you know but yeah. it just was always a down thing like oh gay hiv like yeah oh, you got AIDS or like you know mm-hmm. it's just like and I, it's better things. I, I also noticed too, if there's <laughs> anybody who's shaming people who living with HIV, right? In this country, I'll speak from an eyes oh, perspective. I have a bad eating habit, right? And so if my doctor tells me, bitch, put that fried chicken down and I don't put the fried chicken down, now I'm in a category of obesity. Okay, because we gonna be real, in a category of obesity and I have to live with that. So I want people to be just as lenient or transparent to know that you have some ways and things that you could like manage because that's what we're gonna we gonna manage Mm -hmm. um and have that same type of grace with people living with hiv let them allow themselves to manage and come to grips with their new reality yeah so and behavior change is hard like changing changing anything is hard you hear me i'm a behavior change specialist (laughs) i have studied this stuff and what you just spoke on I ain't putting that fried chicken down I love either. Chicken. Okay. <laughs> so, My boss at court town be like, don't say chicken when you want chicken for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Call me when you want yeah. some chicken, yeah. girl. Okay. I'm there for it. Ooh. But to all of y'all and y'all individual strides, I thank y'all for one doing this work um, because it's not easy. And people really need to be out here getting those resources, being plugged in, hearing this message. Um, seeing that campaign, especially of people of color. So I definitely want to thank you all for coming and having that conversation because it starts in conversations like these. Like, won't be the last. Whenever y'all want to come on, you're more than welcome. Chaos, thanks for coming on a second time to pop your shit. Of course. I have another call. I'm going to go. Thank you guys. Okay. We love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Love you all. Bye-bye. So it's your girl, Miss Mouthy. Until next time. Um, first, let's give them the website. Like, how do they get in contact with Corktown Health to get these services that we all talked about? Poweroverhiv.com. Period. And if you just walk into, we're located. Anybody know the address by heart? Uh, 1726 oh Howard Street. Okay. Period. So you come on down, walk in. We'll take care of you. Um, down the street from the bus station. Period. Greyhound. And so um, it's your girl, Miss Mouthy. Even when you what? Don't see me, you hear me. Okay. So now-